guys, we're your hosts, Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's Quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. I cannot believe that we are coming up to the one year mark of the first pandemic lockdown and man, it has been a ride. Quite a ride. (laughs) And one of the things that we've been hearing most for the last while, outside of unprecedented times and you're on mute, (laughs) is that our friends and families are feeling so burnt out right now. Yeah, and it's like a next level kind of exhaustion and emotional drain that's going on right now. And I think even though we've realized that our lives have slowed down in some capacity and are a little bit more minimal in some ways, there's still a lot of stress. And hundreds of you voted in our recent Instagram poll and said that 95% of you have experienced burnout in the last few months. And 89% of you said you're feeling more burnt out now than you were pre-pandemic. Those are those are some startling stats. Yeah. And I mean, we're two people who have experienced burnout as well in the past. So mm-hmm. we get it. And it's amplifying it for so many people right now. And we just really want to help everyone identify if they're going through this, because a lot of people don't even realize, yeah. and then figure out how to recover if you are dealing with this. So first of all, let's start with what actually is burnout because it's more than just a feeling. And I think a lot of people just don't realize that it can be a legit diagnosis. It's not just feeling a bit stressed or a bit tired. Mm -hmm. So burnout was actually recognized as a psychological diagnosis in the 70s. And it's characterized by a physical or mental collapse caused by overwork or stress. And it's, it's just a total state of exhaustion that affects our personal identity, our ability to accomplish things and to feel balanced. Like it really leaches into every aspect of your life. Yeah. And what's kind of scary about it is that it can feel like this sort of endless cycle if you don't get a hold of it. And mm-hmm. I know we both have felt that. Josh Cohen, who's a leading psychoanalyst specializing in burnout, said that you feel burnout when you've exhausted all of your internal resources, yet you cannot free yourself from the nervous compulsion to go on regardless. And I mean, we feel that, especially oh, yeah. if you're like a not an overachiever, but just someone who really gets off on like getting things done. Yeah. You can easily spiral into burnout. It's, it's a slippery yeah. slope. Yeah, 100%. And you just keep feeding into it because you equate your your productivity and your continuing like yeah. to-dos with like who you are. It becomes your identity. Yeah. Oh. So let's talk about what burnout feels like. Some, some signs. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. So stress, obviously, but you know, it's normal to have a bit of stress when it gets to a point where stress is taking over your life and having physical implications. That's when you know something's up. Um, anxiety, exhaustion, and insomnia. You can be like sleeping all the time or never sleeping at all. Sadness and irritability, snapping at people a lot, um, stomach issues, alienation and loss of interest in hobbies and friends is also an interesting one because normally when you're, you know, feeling down or feeling stressed, the things that can make you feel better, like being around your friends and doing your favorite things, 
those will pull you out of this. But when you're in burnout, you don't have capacity for that. Like you can't even imagine calling a friend or doing your favorite activity because you are, you can't, you're in burnout. You're so far gone. Yeah. And in addition to that, if you're feeling more forgetful, like you're having trouble focusing and more cynicism, if you're just feeling like Mm. there's no joy and you're kind of skeptical of everything, all of these are signs. And we've, we've both sadly checked all of those boxes when we have felt our worst. Yeah. Another thing that Kaylin and I both really related to was errand paralysis, which happens when you're really burnt out and it makes it impossible to complete these simple, never ending adulting tasks that we have on our list. And that in itself creates like an endless cycle of stress and guilt. And you just kind of spiral into that because you have this huge list of adulting things, whether it's like renew your driver's license or, you know, sign up for automatic bank payments or all of these different things that we have to do. And for me, I will put them off and off and off and it will cause me more anxiety that I'm not doing them. But I'm like crippled by just feeling so stressed and burnt out that I can't accomplish them. And then they're always there. Yeah, that's a really good sign for recognizing if you're feeling burnt out. Those like smaller things that shouldn't stress you out are really starting to weigh on you. That's yeah. That's a big one. Another way to tell if you're burnt out is if you're experiencing chronic exhaustion. And 81% of you responded that that's what you're going through right now. And 91% of you said that you're feeling emotionally drained and detached. But let's talk about why burnout is so prevalent right now for our generation especially. Working from home used to be viewed as sort of getting off easy and you weren't really going to do much when you're at home. But for most of us, it's actually meant we're working longer hours because we're just so on constantly. We've lost our commutes, we've lost our coffee breaks, our lunches, casual chats with coworkers, and just the simple act of leaving work and switching locations. And now we're just sitting in our homes, on our screens, on our phones, ready and expected to respond 24 seven, and there's just no reprieve from it. And certain industries are feeling burnout more than ever before, like they're not slowing down. Just think of all the healthcare providers, frontline workers, Mm -hmm. restaurants, retail workers who are working harder than ever before, but and under so much extra stress right now. And even those who are working from home often have reduced workforce because there's been budget cuts, businesses are struggling to survive. So you're expected to do more and to just make up for all of the lack of headcount that you have. And A lot of you are feeling that because 54% of you said that you're working over 40 hours a week. So basically over half of us are working far more than we're paid to. Yeah. And I I think there's probably a little bit of pressure on everyone too. If there, if there have been layoffs at your company or budget cuts that you, you kind of need to overperform right now, but you're only human. Yeah. And you can't perform well if you're burnt out. So there has to be some, something's got to give. Yeah. Something has definitely got to give. So you guys also voted that work was your number one source of burnout right now, but also pandemic anxiety and family slash childcare stressors were also big contributors. And man, I feel so much for parents right now that have had to juggle being a mom, a teacher, an employee, like it is, it is a lot. Yeah, man, every, I mean, it was cute for the first few months when like kids were popping into people's calls and it was like, oh, this is so funny and cute. We get to see people's personal lives. But now I just see the like exhaustion and just the fucking frustration of parents who are working at home and have kids who are at home right now, because basically if you get a sniffle, you can't, your kid can't be at school. So everyone has to wear like 300 hats and it's tough. Parents deserve a year off after all of this. Paid vacation at an all-inclusive where they don't have to lift a finger. And even before the pandemic, like young people have been feeling burnt out more than ever. Mm -hmm. 
we just have this hustle culture of needing to do it all and being on 24 seven social media for sure is playing a huge part in that. But man, it's not just, it's not just the work from home. It's just, it's the lifestyle now. A hundred percent. This was going on long before the pandemic struck specifically for younger generations. And, and it was captured perfectly in this Buzzfeed article that I read, I think, two years ago from journalist Ann Peterson and it's called it went super viral so some of you might have read it it's called how millennials became the burnout generation and Mm. every word of it spoke to my soul we will link it in the show notes and I highly recommend that you read it if you are struggling with any sort of overwhelm or just anything because fuck I felt so seen which is so nice (laughs) and Peterson says that burnout is the millennial condition like it's our base temperature it is our background music it's our lives and that we're burnt out out because we've internalized the idea that we should be working all the time and to adult is to complete your to-do list but everything goes on that list and the list never ends can I get an amen like that is that is the truth oh, that's our reality that is literally the, the truth and I remember she also said that there's a ton of pressures on millennials too to land that perfect first job early in their lives and we've just been convinced that like our job needs to reflect well in our families impress our peers it becomes our identity and man that is like that is how I lived my life for my like first I don't know seven years of my career and it is a that's probably what contributed to my burnout because I just put all emphasis on my job versus yeah, I don't know. Tr- truthfully, the things that matter, your yourself and your family and your friends. Yeah. And then we we said this earlier, but she also mentions how there's that always on nature of work. Mm-hmm. And because we have email, we have Slack and we have phones, we are expected to be on 24-7. And even if maybe it's not the expectation, you're still reachable, which wasn't a thing like 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So there's also digital burnout, which I think a lot of us are experiencing. And then just the constant comparison on social media. It is... It is bad. It is bad. It's definitely I'm not healthy. Guilty of that for sure. <laughs> it's true. Well, it's impossible not to be. And Peterson says that even though we all know that what we see on Instagram isn't real, that doesn't mean that we don't judge ourselves against it and feel pressure to always be on and always like developing this brand and persona online that that represents who we are. And it just it takes a lot of work and anxiety to uphold these social media pressures that we basically they're the baseline of our generation like if you don't have social media you're like considered that's odd why don't they have it Mm -hmm. you know like there's an expectation for us to be present on these platforms socially and for our jobs and and for the jobs especially that's a tough one because the social media presence on linkedin instagram even tiktok and twitter that's become an integral part of maintaining and obtaining a dream job it's hard to avoid and it adds all of these pressures. And I, I will say, I don't know if it's just because I've changed who I've followed, but there is a bit of a movement happening right now on Instagram to show the behind the scenes of what's actually happening. And I think yes. stories has allowed for people to be a little bit more honest and vulnerable of what's actually going on versus a beautifully curated in feed post. So it's nice to see that like Bird's Papaya, her entire pregnancy and first couple months with her baby just showing the world what it's actually like has been so amazing to see because you just don't know what goes behind behind closed doors for new moms and yeah that's a great point social media doesn't have to be bad I think the status quo of social media has been very harmful but there are so many so many accounts and so many people who are changing that as you said like Brits Papaya Kenzie Brenna lots of amazing people who are showing like Let's just be vulnerable and talk about our actual lives so that we don't all have to collectively feel like pieces of shit who can't uphold this fake standard of what you should be 
how you should be living. So yeah, all of these things that we've mentioned, they all contribute to this state of constant burnout where, as Peterson perfectly explained, everything that's good is bad and everything that's bad is good. That's like the ultimate sign that you're burnt out because things that should feel good, like taking time off, leisure, vacationing, not working, doing things for you, they feel bad and like anxiety fueled Mm -hmm. because you feel guilty for not working. And things that should feel bad, working all the time, like working at night, answering emails, always being on, that starts to feel good. It's like an addiction because you're doing what you think that you should and need to be doing in order to succeed. And it's almost like, look at me, I'm, I'm showing up so hard for work right now. I have no time for myself, but this feels good because now I can say that I'm successful, which is really fucked up yeah. that we're being trained to feel that way. Oh, that hits home so much, especially when you're trying to book vacation. I always feel so guilty, but yeah. you're entitled to your, to your two or three weeks or four if you're super lucky and you shouldn't feel guilty taking it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's talk about what we can do about it because... Mm-hmm. As two people who have gone through it, we've learned some tips and tricks and we've done a ton of research that we can help everybody, including ourselves, if we fall down the burnout spiral again. But we also want to make sure that if you are actually dealing and coping with long-term serious burnout, it's going to take a lot more than just a simple self-care day to really recover. And I mean, I love a good sheet mask, but that is not going to solve you know, a heavy workload. Yes. Yeah. Burnout runs deep. That's the thing. It's not about like one stressful day. It's about like an entire existence and lifestyle that is putting you in a really bad place. So, I mean, I know we all want to recover over the course of a weekend, but the reality is that it actually can take a pretty long time to recover from serious burnout in some cases. And this will be a marathon, not a sprint. It can take mm-hmm. a real lifestyle shift and significant life changes to bounce back to 100%. But that doesn't need to be scary. Like this can be the beginning of the rest of your life in a really positive way. Sometimes you just have to hit that rock bottom as I think that we did at one point in order for you to reevaluate and then live an even better life. So don't be daunted. But if you are dealing with burnout right now, the first thing that you should be focusing on is regaining control of your life. Yeah, that was probably the literally the number one thing I did when I went through burnout. I guess, was it two years ago now? I don't even know. I blocked it out. What is time? What is time? <laughs> but it, it, I think it took me maybe three months to get back to like normal life pre-burnout. And I mean, it really, to your exact point, I did hit rock Mm -hmm. bottom. Like my marriage was not great. It was like Gabe and I's first year of being married. And I was so burnt out from work to the point where we would have some pretty scary conversations together because like he didn't sign up for the life that I was living with him. I mean, I was working till like 10 o'clock at night, waking up at 6 a.m., wasn't taking care of myself, wasn't spending any time with friends. I remember my one of my best friends, Lindsay, literally texted me being like, hey, let's hang out on Saturday, but also I totally get it. You're probably busy and was basically giving me an out before chatting with me because I just hadn't been around. She was, she knew, like it was just, it was awful. I felt terrible. So don't be afraid if you're at that rock bottom because usually it means that you're ready to make that change. And for me in that instance, I had to switch jobs, found a little bit more work-life balance and just focused on getting my life back on track. Yeah, you made a big big life change in order to regain control because that's what burnout feels it feels like a loss of control over your time and your energy and your well-being 
and it, you know going for like an extra long lunch walk wasn't going to solve for that yeah Another really important thing that both Jill and I have learned, a really helpful way to gain control is to set some hardcore boundaries. And that's usually one of the hardest mm -hmm. things to do because it means you have to get comfortable with saying no to things and no to people. Yeah. So yeah. a really good place to start is just getting really honest with yourself about what's manageable for you and how much you actually have capacity for. So are there certain things that you know right off the bat that you could cut to regain that balance, whether, like we said, it's a thing or a human being? Boundaries are so, so crucial. And the other thing I want to say is that like saying no doesn't need to be bitchy. Like, yeah, you don't need to say no to things at work or to loved ones in a rude way. And I think that's what makes it so scary is that people think boundaries mean like, no, you could, like, do you want to hang out this weekend? No, sorry. No. Or like, hey, could you could you take on this extra project at work? No, that's yeah. not what this is. You can set boundaries and say no in really respectful, collaborative ways. Like you can say, hey, I'd be happy to do this, but I'm going to walk you through what's on my plate right now. And I, I don't think I have the capacity to do so. Could we shift it to another time? Or is there anyone else could, that could alleviate something for me so that I can take this on? I always say this is power and vulnerability. Hashtag Brene Brown. Hashtag... Yes. Everybody. Us. <laughs> Everybody now. Get on the vulnerability train. Choo, choo, choo. Vulnerability oh, is king. <laughs> Courage over comfort. Courage oh. over comfort. But to that point, when you are in a place of burnout, it is important to talk to your coworkers, your boss, and even your family and friends. They deserve to know. To let them know that you're going through something. And you can keep it high level if you're not comfortable talking about what's going on. Or you can be super open and be like, I'm going through burnout and it is really affecting me physically, mentally, emotionally. In our polls, 57% of you said that you haven't talked to your colleagues or your family when you're feeling burnout, but giving them a heads up proactively will allow them to be more cognizant of what's on your plate and help you get more comfortable with pushing back and saying no to things you can't take on because they'll understand where you're coming from and they can be compassionate towards you and be a bit more considerate about you know what you've got going on. So definitely talk about it. Yeah, I love a company that takes care of their employees and it really shouldn't, it should be the norm at this point. Um, one thing I love that we did at Disney, our VP has done check-ins with us like all the time throughout the pandemic. And something that's come out of that is we've made all these clubs at work now. So there's like a reading, a book club, a recipe club and a health and wellness club. And we'll meet once a week and do activities. Like the other day we did a workout on Zoom together. It was so much fun. And it's just been a really awesome way to break up the workday and just make us feel like we've got some work-life balance and just office normalcy again. Another important thing is to set concrete boundaries on your work hours. So resist the urge to answer emails at night or to do work on weekends. Like we know everyone wants to be the hero that answers to everything immediately and is always responsive and always working. And we know you want to succeed and prove yourself, but Honestly, just repeat after me. You are more than your productivity. You are more than the hours you log. You are more than hustle culture. You're allowed to have a life. And it is your responsibility to set those boundaries so that you can show up in other areas of your life. So turn off your freaking email at 6 p.m. or whatever it is that you need to do. Just like set those boundaries. You got to do it. I think on that, because everyone is stuck working at home, it can be hard to have that shift from work life to home life. 
Having mm-hmm. a dedicated space that you work in, I think is really important. And I know some of us are in really small spaces, but if you can like carve out a portion of your kitchen table, that's your, your workspace. When you're done for the day, clearing it off and like tucking your laptop away. I do that. I put my laptop mm-hmm. in my, my end table because then it's out of sight. It's out of mind. You can shift out of work. You're home now live your life yeah or if you like can't separate those two things go for a walk and be like okay I've closed my computer and now I'm gonna go for a walk around the block come back and like boom different mindset shift like you are now it's like you're walking home. home yeah Another hot tip from a career coach who we love, Ashley Stahl, is she suggests list making as a tool to track your capacity and to move out of burnout. She recommends that in a journal, you write down your official duties at work and like only the stuff that you need to do in your position. And that is a requirement. And then in a different color, continue your list of tasks that you don't actually have to do. And that may be adding extra stress. Maybe you do them as favors to help other people or to just like, Mm. you know, get your gold star for going above and beyond. But (laughs) you end up doing them all anyways. And now you're finding it really hard to say no. And then after that, you can visually see all of the extra unnecessary things that you're doing and once you do that you can commit to tactfully saying no or reestablishing those boundaries or pushing back and saying hey I know I've been doing this but I've really just been doing this to help someone else out and I'm, I'm now at capacity and I need to like shift that work back in the past I've made lists of things that are integral to my role to figure out like what I actually should be doing and if I'm wasting time and how I'm spending my time and it does help and I know it's scary to push back but even last week at work I was doing another team a bit of a favor and helping them out and it became a real time suck like it was taking a lot of time Mm. and energy to continue down this road of helping them out and I just got overwhelmed I wasn't I was being a bottleneck I wasn't responding fast enough I was at capacity and I finally had to say hey guys I actually this really isn't part of my role and I I don't think I'm serving you by trying to take this on so if I can like punt this back and you guys take it from here I've gone as far as I can go and nothing I didn't get fired guys like nothing blew up everything was fine the world continued I'm still here and it it took off a really annoying task off of my list so you can do it yeah I think setting boundaries and saying no is almost like a muscle too the Mm -hmm. more you do it the less like uncomfortable you feel because you're just looking out for yourself and the only way to serve other people is if you're taking care of first so yeah practice Another key thing for combating burnout is making sure you're prioritizing your health. And I know, I know everyone knows this, but literally your health is usually the first thing that you're going to sacrifice when you're feeling burnt out. And we have both done this. Mm -hmm. I know for me, one of the biggest signs when I'm going through burnout is I'm I'm not sleeping. Like it's the first thing to go. Because like, you know, why sleep when you can complete all those things in your to-do list? So we talked about it in episode 27, but losing even one hour of sleep can really, really affect your ability to think properly and respond quickly. So you're not even going to be very good at the stuff that you're trying to do at three in the morning. True. And it just has a compounding ripple effect on your overall health. Yeah. Another thing, proper nutrition. I will grab literally the easiest thing I can find uh, when I'm feeling burnt out. So make sure that you've got a fridge full of healthy food and you're nourishing your body with exactly what it needs. When I was fucking coming home at 10 p.m. from one of my former jobs, I was just having cereal every night or like, yeah, I don't know, some scrambled eggs. But that was it. Like for sure I was eating some Cheerios, but that that's not the best way to live. So <laughs> now if someone messages me at 1230 while I'm working from home and they're like, oh, hey, can you do this? I'm like, yep. After I'm finished making lunch, 
because I will not fucking have cereal three meals a day just because you want an immediate reply. I need to be able to make food and eat it. Jill's like whipping up Coco Vest, some seared tuna at I mean, lunch. I, like. I've, I've made a nice acai bowl at like at noon and it's I felt fancy as shit. So, well, you are fancy, Jill. That is our nickname for you. That's correct. <laughs> That actually reminds me of this really cute story of this adorable Italian man. When So when Gabe and I first graduated, we went to Italy and we just loved the European lifestyle of like having leisurely lunches and family dinners. It's just like, it's a whole other world. Aperol spritz at 4 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Like a little cocktail. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. So we were talking to this this adorable Italian man that owned this shop and we were just like, what's the secret to a happy life? Like, what would you say it is? And he told us about his rule that's 888. To live a happy, successful life, you basically need to segment your life into eight chunks. So eight hours of sleep, eight hours of personal time, eight hours of work. Mm. And when one starts to give more than the other, that's sort of when mm. you can tell that you're off balance and you might be leaning towards burnout. So obviously, if sleep is sacrificing, you're putting more effort into work. Oh. And then if you're putting more effort into work, it's eating into your personal life. And I mean, like, he taught me that, what, 10, 10 11 years ago? And whoops, <laughs> had to learn on my own. <laughs> I don't know why it took you so long to teach me that, but here we are. <laughs> I mean, I had to hit rock bottom first, so. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> I'm not the best teacher. <laughs> teach me how to addle, Kaylin. <laughs> okay, first, destroy your life, okay? And then, Second, and then burst rebuild. out like a phoenix. Yes. A phoenix rising. <laughs> So speaking of the lovely Italian way of living, (laughs) if you're burnt out, it is time to slow down. If it's serious enough in terms of your burnout diagnosis, your doctor could go so far as to suggest that you take a leave of absence from work to help with your recovery. So, I mean, that's pretty hardcore. But short of that, focus on slowing down, getting more rest, proper sleep, and scaling back your work commitments and your goals take some time off of work, like take a, have a freaking staycation, take a week off to do absolutely nothing and to just enjoy leisurely time that is not about productivity. Mm -hmm. Your battery needs recharging and you need to go into airplane mode. So if you're deep in burnout now is also not the time to be starting a side hustle or pursuing your master degrees or, you know, (laughs) doing anything extra. It's the time to like scale back, prune that rose bush and only focus on what you really need to find some balance. Yes. And that all comes down to the next key aspect, which is having a mindset shift. And that is really at the backbone of, of burnout recovery. If you have been operating in a way that's not serving you or that's causing you harm, you have to have a real big mindset shift to get out of it. So one way you can do that is to start reinforcing effort, not outcome. So really what that means is rethinking how you measure success. Celebrate the effort that you put into things. Celebrate like how hard you're trying and all of the steps and all of the learnings along the way because you could be chasing an outcome that's just always out of reach. If you're always focusing on, it sounds cheesy, but if you're always focusing on the destination, you are going to be exhausted running towards something your entire life and not just enjoying it as it happens. That's a big one. You got to celebrate the small wins. Yeah. Before I was just so obsessed with like metrics, like how many people are reading the magazine that I started at all times? Like how many listeners do we have? How many downloads? Mm -hmm. And now I genuinely from the bottom of my heart care more about how much I'm learning and how much we're growing as people and how much fulfillment we're getting from this. Not about 
only results. It's all about how you measure success. For some people, success is going to be like making a shit ton of money. For other people, success is going to be doing their very best at their job and making it home in time to like have dinner with their children every single night. That's success. Like that looks amazing. Examine what actually matters to you and how you measure success. And if you're just kind of chasing something that's causing you burnout and that you can never really grasp. Yeah, that's a big one. And talking to your your company and your manager about how your team can just take a more proactive approach to avoiding burnout and mental health, like we said, Mm -hmm. take that initiative. Because it's good for businesses overall to acknowledge this because improved employee health results in higher profits. It's there's so many stats to back it up. So staff with a better work-life balance is definitely going to be way more resilient to stressors and, you know, the day-to-day fires that come up in every job and just be more productive. So again, we really encourage you to speak out. And if you are a people people leader, please, you know, lead that change. Yeah. The last thing that really matters when it comes to battling burnout is finding ways to fall in love with your life again because I feel like for me that's the most depressing part about burnout yeah it's just so scary that with burnout everything kind of loses its joy you lose your connection with the things that once made you happy you lose your Mm -hmm. passion for things and you're just like you're treading water you're just trying to stay afloat and that's not a way to live so once you have rested and recuperated and kind of gotten a hold of your health and your balance prioritize falling in love with your life again and that could be prioritizing meaningful pursuits outside of work I mean people who have more going on outside of their day job are less likely to just grind themselves thanklessly into the ground for their nine to five we can attest to that trust me because before Kaylin and I (laughs) had this passion project and this business that we're in together our nine to fives consumed us and they were not nine Mm -hmm. to fives they were they were kind of 24 7 jobs in, in some points and we didn't have anything else to, to measure ourselves by or to feel good about or to feel like we had a reason to, to turn off the work emails and do something else. So pursuing yeah. a hobby or something that you love once you are in a more balanced place is like the next step to, to moving on into having a, a better life, really. So look at hobbies that provide fulfillment. Anything outside of that J-O-B is a big game changer, whether it's marathon running or, you know, taking up pottery making, whatever it is, you deserve to have more than a job title. I love that. Another helpful thing is prioritizing self-care. So again, this is after you've sort of come out of the burnout world, making sure that you're incorporating self-care and just things that bring you joy throughout your day. You don't have to just save it for Saturday and Sunday. So go for walks during the workday, make an indulgent lunch like fancy Jill and (laughs) just treat yourself. Find those moments of joy because honestly, that is what life is about. It's not about just staring at your screen and, you know. 100%. I love uh, Coach Carrie always says on social media, she was one of our first guests ever. She says, love your Mondays. Mondays don't have to be bad. And it's true. Yes. Part of this like burnout hustle culture is that you live for the weekend. Friday night, you're like, woo. And then Saturday, yeah. And then Sunday, miserable. Like, yeah. you're getting ready for Severe Monday already. Sunday scaries. Sunday scaries hit. And then Monday, miserable. You don't want to be there. What the fuck is that? How, what kind of a life is that when 80% of our time is just not enjoyable or we're not no. excited about it? So even if even if you're grinding away in a nine to five, that's like not your fave, but, you know, we all need to put food on the table. You, you yeah. still deserve to incorporate moments of joy and to carve out time for you. And honestly... If all else fails and you've tried everything, 
sometimes you just need to make a significant life change. So if your work is super toxic and the balance is impossible and you just know there's just no way it's going to change, it might be time to pull the plug and quit for your own well-being. We have both done that. Yep. It changed my life. And yep. I mean, it's not always the solution. The grass is not always going to be greener at a new company. You got to do a lot of self-work too to make sure that it, the problem isn't you. Mm -hmm. But be very honest with yourself and don't be afraid to make those changes if you have, you know, the financial means to do so. Yeah. You don't have to martyr yourself. You can start looking. No. You can leave. I Some of the most burnt out people that I know right now are grinding like 10, 12 hour workdays and they hate it. They hate their jobs. They don't like what they're doing, but they're doing it and because it, the idea of changing it and such a big life upheaval is I think it's just too daunting to make that change. But it's not worth it. And for Kaylin and I pulling the plug, I mean, I'm not one to walk away from things. Like I'm the queen of yeah. overstaying my welcome in anything that I do. <laughs> like I, I don't quit ever to my own detriment. And walking away from a job that did not make me happy and was just making me feel burnt out and negative, it was a very good thing in, in retrospect. Wouldn't change a thing. Maybe just would do it earlier. Yeah. And it might open doors that you didn't expect. Like I know one of my old coworkers at a previous company, I know she was feeling really burnt out, didn't like the environment she was working in, quit, founded a beauty company, and now she's doing that full time. So yeah. who knows? It may, it may foster room for your side hustle to grow or I don't know. Like I'm, yeah. I landed my dream job because of it. So yeah. we're not here to tell you to quit your job all the time, but if it makes sense, you know, don't be afraid to, to take that jump. Yeah. And definitely the number one cause of burnout is work statistically. So yeah. that's really probably the first place you need to examine your relationship with work. So we hope this episode helps you prevent or combat burnout and just take control of your life. Life gets so much brighter on the other side of it. So absolutely, you got this. We are sending you all of the love and hit us up if you're making a big life change right now to feel better. We will cheer you on. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye! Bye.